Hi, True Crime Army. I wanted to take this off week to tell you about a new show. Well, it's actually not a new show because they've been around for a hot minute. But I wanted to introduce you to my friends, Ashley and Ricky from Crime Salad. But I don't want to tell you myself. I want to give them an opportunity to tell you all about their show. And here they are. Hey there, my name is Ashley. And my name's Ricky. We're husband and wife, part-time investigators, and hosts of the podcast Crime Salad. That's right. Crime Salad is a true crime podcast that investigates sudden disappearances, mysterious deaths, unsuspecting massacres, while also bringing attention to current cases or cases you may not have heard of. Today, we wanted to give you a sneak peek into a case with an interrogation that will haunt you. You are about to hear a clip from an episode we released called Unfathomable, The Tragic Case of Ryan Waller, a case where Ryan was shot in the head twice and survived it, only to be arrested for a crime he didn't commit. So imagine for a second that you're being interrogated for a murder, your girlfriend's murder, to be precise, but you're having a hard time grasping that she even died. Your memory of what happened, or even your memory of your girlfriend's age and last name, are blurry at best. And the words you want to say aren't coming out right, and the determined detective sitting across from you won't let up. You're trying to cooperate, but your head is throbbing with pain, and your eye is swollen shut and bleeding, because you've just been shot in the head twice and survived it only to be arrested for a crime you didn't commit. Unfathomable as it may seem, this is exactly what happened to 17-year-old Ryan Waller on December 26, 2006. But before we get ahead of ourselves, let's go back to the beginning. Ryan Waller was born on February 12, 1988, in Phoenix, Arizona, and from an early age, Ryan was interested in music. His father, Don Waller, said that Ryan was an excellent guitarist who had taught himself to play at just 11 years old. So apparently, Ryan could hear a song and figure out how to play it in just five minutes. So naturally, Ryan was excited to have recently graduated from high school so that he could play music with his friends and spend more time with his girlfriend, Heather Kwan. Heather was born on April 10th, 1985, and she and Ryan had known each other since they were young kids. And Heather was attending U of A at the time and was hoping to get into law school to become a prosecutor. By 2006, they'd been dating for six to eight months, and Heather had recently moved into the house Ryan shared with his roommate, Alicia. Now, originally when Ryan had moved into that house that fall, there was a male roommate living with him named Eric who had since moved out. And just prior to Ryan moving into that house, Eric had kicked out his troublemaking roommate, Richie Carver, who had a rap sheet long enough to circle the cul-de-sac. By the time the early aughts had rolled around, Richie had been arrested for aggravated assault against his father and was involved in the assaults of many others. He had even committed armed robbery. And according to Ryan's dad, Don Waller, when Richie was 17, he allegedly walked up to a car at a traffic stop, stabbed the driver, and stole his wallet and CDs, leading to a four-year prison sentence. But because Richie was a minor at the time, there are no records to be found addressing this as a reason for his incarceration. 
However, a prison psychiatrist's evaluation from 2000 would indicate that he was indeed in prison around that time. And that psychiatrist's evaluation makes Richie sound like a person that it would be wise to stay far, far away from. It reads as follows. Richie's moral structure is so weak that his internal control mechanism, his conscience, has no influence over his body. That is, he is able to violate himself and others with the same ease as he is able to take a drink of water. Adding to his weak moral structure is a sense of underlying anger. Finally, Richie is very impulsive. I would rate the potential for Richie to act out in the future in the high-risk range. It is not surprising that several of Richie's referrals involve assault, for he could not care less about the rights of others. Although he has been detained several times, he has learned little from his detention experiences. And all of this to say that it's no wonder that Eric had felt the need to kick Richie out. I mean, it's this humble host's opinion that this dude sounds like an unhinged psychopath. But what do I know? Some articles about this case allege that Richie and Ryan had lived together at one point, but this is untrue. In fact, they had only a handful of interactions, one of them being Richie snooping around in the backyard after he'd already moved out. And what was he doing in the backyard? Well, Richie had claimed that he was looking for his iguana that had escaped because it only comes out at night. I don't know much about iguanas, but that sounds like a lie. It seems far more likely that he was doing something shady or up to no good. Despite the fact that they'd never actually lived together, Don Waller had his own theories about why Richie might have taken an interest in Ryan. On December 23, 2006, Heather and Ryan ordered a pizza. Tragically, the pizza delivery guy was the last person to see Heather alive and well. Two days later, Heather and Ryan were enjoying a quiet Christmas day together, and their only plans were to have Christmas dinner at Dawn's house that night. At some point that evening, Ryan heard a knock at the door and went to answer it. To his shock, he saw Richie and his dad, Larry Carver, standing there, armed. Now, let's just pause for a second to focus on Larry Carver. Much like his son, Richie, Larry was a criminal. And at this point, he had previously been arrested six times for domestic violence, assault, and theft. Clearly, the apple didn't fall from the tree, and it was Richie who ended up enlisting his dad to help him rob the house. I mean, because that's a father-son outing fit for Christmas Day, right? Okay, so back to Ryan's house. Upon seeing that Richie and Larry were armed, Ryan quickly shut the door. But Richie reached his gun in the door and shot Ryan in the head, causing him to fall backwards. Richie and Larry Carver then burst through the door, shooting Ryan in the head once more. The first bullet entered the right side of Ryan's nose and exited through the left side. It shattered his orbital socket. The second shot went into his head behind his ear. Richie and Larry then headed over to the couch where Heather was napping and shot her in the head, instantly killing her. At that point, they stole what they could and fled. But little did they know that despite being shot in the head twice, Ryan Waller was still alive. 
To check out the full episode, head on over to Crime Salad Podcast and look for Unfathomable, The Tragic Case of Ryan Waller. See you there.